welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today we are having a really important uh, show and it may answer some of the questions that you have been having. I, I know, uh, you know, well, the title of today's show is Who's George Soros and Why Is He Destroying America With His Money? Now, I'm sure you've heard of George Soros, but he, deal, he does still seem like um, sort of an elusive figure. It's hard to really know. He's the man behind the curtain creating a lot of damage but it's hard to sort of get a, a handle on him, except my guest, <laughs> Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld, um, has done that for us. Her book is called The Soros Agenda. She is the founder and president of the New York-based American Center for Democracy and the Economic Warfare Institute, which um, is an, an institute or an organization that um, looks at all of the things that are threatening to destroy America. And so there, of course, Soros fits right in. She also, and I'll be asking her about this later, she also successfully challenged a lawsuit launched by a Saudi financier of Al-Qaeda in the UK as a weapon to silence her and others from exposing him and his ilk. She led her, all her work led to the passage of New York State's anti-libel tourism uh, law, which is called Rachel's Law after her, and the Speech Act signed into law by President Obama. These are laws that protect American writers and publishers in print and on the internet from the enforcement of foreign libel judgments in the U.S. Fascinating stuff. Um, so why don't we? I mean, I know. One of the things that I, and you're, you're a pro, oh, and let me, I didn't mention, she, her PhD is in criminology from the Hebrew University School of Law in Jerusalem. So one of the things that I have always wondered about, uh, well, maybe you can give us just a general introduction to George Soros, but also um, one of the things that has fascinated me in kind of a, sort of made me angry um, is how, although he, is Jewish, or he calls himself, he says he doesn't have any religion right now, but he was born Jewish. And um, it really bothers me as a Jew that um, a Jew, <laughs> he can call himself an agnostic or whatever he wants to call himself, but he was born Jewish. And it really disturbs me tremendously that a Jew <laughs> would do so much to destroy America. So why don't you um, take it from wherever you would like? Well, Soros um, has long ago, uh, he, he was born Jewish, but uh, so he claims, uh, he says, uh, he professes to be agnostic. So he shouldn't be called a Jew because, okay, so according to, um, I guess, religious and um, uh, uh, Jewish religious law, he was born a Jew, so he's a Jew, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he doesn't believe in Judaism, uh, he doesn't, uh, of course, uh, observe anything, 
and uh, he doesn't even like Israel. Uh, he actually funds um, all kinds of uh, lefty organizations in order to cause chaos and mayhem in Israel too, uh, not, only, not only in America. So he has done it in many other countries, but the main targets are really uh, the United States, it is the top enchilada, and, the, and Israel. Uh, because both of them are actually based on, on uh, their uh, democracies, uh, and they are um, based on Judeo-Christian, uh, Israel of course, uh, Jewish, but secular uh, democracy. And the United States is, is the same. So uh, these, are, these are really things that uh, Soros doesn't like. And um, he's, he has been working uh, very, very uh, vigorously in order to cause chaos and to destabilize uh, and change the, system, the political systems uh, in, in, in this country, in the United States, for sure. Uh, so criticizing what Soros does, well, he can do with his money what he wants, okay? It's his money. But very often he's actually using others', others money, like U.S. government money, which is given to him, so he distributes. So, for example, he, he, um, uh, he's been uh, distributing money after the, the fall of the Soviet Union. He's been distributing money to uh, the new uh, liberated uh, former Soviet republics, and much of the money came from uh, from our tax money, from from the U.S. government, from State Department. But he, but he, it was given to him. And when I asked, well, why? And he was distributing it. And so I asked, well, why he is not crediting, you know, uh, the United States government for doing so? For, for giving him money, and the United States government, well, you know, he has so many, um, uh, he has so many uh, um, organizations uh, that, that he's funding uh, in these places that, you know, it's easier for him to distribute it instead of the U.S. government, which is really a uh, <laughs> stupid answer. And so uh, we didn't get credit for helping many of the countries and the issues at the time, it was a, Soros was accredited, okay? So uh, that's one thing. But criticizing what Soros is doing uh, and has done uh, is completely legitimate and without attaching any kind of Jewishness to what he's doing, because he's not. So anybody who criticizing him is not an anti-Semite. I criticize him, okay? But I base my criticism on his action, not on his, the religion he was born into. Right. I think it's not just that he was, for me, it's not just that he was born a Jew, but that he was, a, he was involved, he was a survivor of the Holocaust. That's the yes. part. Yeah, that, and today's, yes. today's Holocaust Memorial Day, so it's interesting, yeah. Yes, yes. This is perfect timing for us to be talking about this. Yeah. And um, I know that his... You know, I mean, at the time, um, his family did, didn't practice Judaism. And at the time, they, just like some other Jews, because it was very dangerous to uh, show, of course, during the Holocaust that you were Jewish. So they tried to hide that they were. So do you think that that is a part of why he 
Continue. Oh. I, I'm not, uh, unlike you, I'm not a psychiatrist. <coughs> however, uh, and I didn't interview him. Uh, however, I, so I will not, um, I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, to figure out or to, to try to speculate on what are the reasons for his actions. He writes a lot about, uh, about this, how he was influenced by whom, and, and he says that as a teenager, he was 14 years old, when the Germans uh, occupied um, Hungary, uh, that he, this was really, and during the war, it was really a very, the most thrilling time uh, in his life. Okay, so 14 years old, I guess, whether he understood, he didn't understand, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not analyzing him. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, I, I, I only took the actions and his own words and descriptions of what was going on at the time. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm citing him. I'm not trying to speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I know, so... so um, he he survived the Holocaust, and they were they the family changed their the name was actually Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, and in 1933, uh, his father changed the family name uh, to Soros. And um, uh, so the idea was that well maybe this will be more uh, not so Jewish, uh, easily identified, but. His father was a well-known figure uh, in Budapest, so it's not—it's not like they didn't go into hiding in 1933. So changing the name, mm-hmm. I don't think that it changed very much the situation. Of course, they—they they had to hide, and 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 uh, so, but they survived. Uh, his father had all kind of—he apparently was very smart, and he had all kind of connections, so they survived the Holocaust. Um, but. Uh, Soros is uh, has not. Uh, he 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 thinks that uh, uh, Jews should be. It seems like he thinks that Jews should be only uh, a minority somewhere. They shouldn't have their own country, because they have their own country. It's it's not right because then they, it, it's becoming very. It's a tribal country. Excuse me. <laughs> so no, he, he doesn't like that. He like Zionism is not is not something that he likes or appreciates, he actually opposes it. So um, I, uh, and he, he has been really funding uh, also Palestinian, um, Palestinian groups uh, that are affiliated with the Palestinian terrorist groups uh, and BDS uh, against Israel. And he, he can do that and, you know, when asked, uh, uh, his spokesperson said that, well, Oh um, no! They're knowing. They're not knowingly funding anybody like that, uh, because well, they fund so many. They give out so much money that they don't really know where their money ends up. Really, yeah. if you believe that, I know I'm. I'm speaking from Manhattan. I have a few bridges to sell you, right? <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's about uh, his background and what he what he's doing. And criticizing what he's doing, not only about Israel, he's not actually criticized enough about what he's doing there, what he's causing there. Uh, he's, he's funding all many international NGOs 
uh, that uh, their their single job is to uh, to criminalize the the existence of the state of Israel. Uh, so th this is like Human Rights Watch, which is anything but watching human rights. The only human rights violations, like at the UN, they work also with the UN, is is Israel is the biggest human rights violator, right? Uh, what about what about uh, Iran? Uh, what about uh, Russia? What about no? That's the major uh, uh, that that's the major human rights violator in the world. So yeah, that, he should be much more criticized about what his uh, the damage he he is causing through his funding uh, to Israel, uh, a democratic Jewish state that will next week celebrate its 75 uh, um, birthday uh, instead of uh, you know. Uh, Instead of, uh, he, he doesn't have to help. Again, he can do whatever he wants with his money. But the fact that he's, he's sponsoring and funding directly, indirectly, mostly indirectly, uh, the enemies, really, of, of Israel, the Jewish state, uh, is, is appalling. So does he, where does he live now? In America? Oh, yeah. He's an American citizen. He, he lives in... Um, he lives in uh, New York. Uh, he has several residents. Um, he, li he lives in he lives in the United States. Yeah. So let's t tell us about what you know. Your book is called um, the Soros Agenda, uh, and what, let, what is his agenda in the United States? And how has he been? I mean, it seems like he's everywhere. So how has he been doing this? Well, he, he, he came here, um, he came here, he worked as a financial, when he arrived in 1956, 54, uh, he worked uh, as a financial uh, speculator, uh, trader, uh, he made a lot of money, and uh, he started getting involved, his involvement in politics started with um, visiting South Africa, um, and with the apartheid, and he actually <laughs> had an agreement um, with the South African apartheid regime that he will fund, that he will give them funding that they will give to a university uh, in order to help some uh, young black people who were there. But he did the deal not with the he didn't he didn't give money. Um, to the individuals themselves, he let the university choose. He, he made a deal with the with the uh, South African government, with the apartheid regime. Of course, he, of course, he was ne ne against apartheid, right? Uh, so, uh, and the, and the government did what they wanted to do with the money. So uh, he decided that no, next time he will do something. He will he will work actually, uh, choose the people and work with them and try to have uh, direct. Uh, Connections and to to advise them or train on how to um, on how to um, actually, if you want, subvert the government or or work against apartheid. Uh, but that that was early on. He after he made a lot of money after he was very rich, but he became a billionaire after he managed to. Um, uh, to to uh, bet against the Bank of England, uh, 
And he, uh, he speculated, uh, some currency speculation, and he, this was in, in 1993, uh, 1992, and he made overnight um, more than $2 billion, between 2 and $10 billion overnight uh, by um, devaluating the British pound. So uh, then, with a lot of money, he actually went uh, very smart marketing. Uh, he gave interviews, and um, he became, I mean, he was known as Maverick, and, and he, this is the man that beat the Bank of England. Uh, so with this celebrity among financial circles, uh, he uh, opened his, uh, he already had a small open society institute, and uh, he decided to open uh, um, a branch here in the United States, and he opened it here in New York. And immediately he started the first things that he has done was, was very interesting, um, you know, was, to, was to start um, uh, trying, to, trying to change the laws in the United States, but not by going to Congress and lobbying for laws that he didn't like, uh, instead, he decided to try something, uh, an experiment to see how much, how much he can push uh, his, his uh, progressive ideas. Okay, and, and I think we need to stop there. Uh, that's a perfect place to stop. We'll pick, pick it up when we come back um, because we have to take a break. Okay. My, guest, <laughs> my guest is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Her book is called The Soros Agenda. And we're just getting uh, a, a good introduction to who this man is, and we're going to be talking about what some of his idea, what his agenda is, what he, what he wants to see happen in America. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com these days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. 
follow us at Voice America TRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about who's George Soros and why is he destroying America with his money? My guest is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. She is the author of a new book that's called the Soros Agenda. And before the break, um, she was just starting to tell us about uh, what he had, after he got his uh, billions, what he has started, what we, what he started to do, um, the beginnings of what he's been doing in America. So why don't you take it from there? And you, say, you said that uh, why he's trying to destroy America with his money, because he can. Okay, <laughs> nobody, but, nobody, nobody is stopping him. But why does he want to? Well, be, because uh, he said, and you are a psychiatrist, so he said that he um, he had um, he was thinking of of himself as God, and uh, that these uh, visions of him as God has been. Uh, haunting him, and so, uh, and I write, I, I actually write in the book in which instances this actually showed up more, and when he started to talk about it, which is a very interesting, uh, um, uh, actually interesting observations, because it is connected to events. This is kind of a justification. He said, well, he, he, he thought of him, he was thinking of himself as God, and when he got all this money, he started to live out his fantasies, and so it's, uh, you know, he's now um, implementing whatever his fantasies were. But it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, he, what he did uh, in order to challenge uh, and see how much he can push, whether his, whatever his plans were, are going to be successful, and, and we don't know exactly what her, his plans were at the time. I can only follow the actions that he took. Mm-hmm. And, and, but uh, he, it's interesting to see how he experimented first with his ideas uh, in order to be able to pursue them and uh, have corrections, if you want, in what is not working in order to uh, implement those ideas uh, more successfully. So um, the first thing were uh, drug drug uh, legalization, and he fu- he 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 founded and funded an, uh, his own organization or an organization that was funded by by him completely, and he also funded. There were several not well known, uh, not big organizations that uh, wanted to legalize drugs in the United States. But the early 90s, mentioning to some, someone, even in California, uh, to le- that drug will be legalized was an unthinkable thing. You know, a society frowned on, on uh, drug addicts. Uh, drug addiction was not uh, welcomed anywhere. And, and so um, 
So initially he wanted drug legalization, and he started uh, both in California and in Arizona, but there was a pushback because people didn't want to hear about drug legalization. You want to legalize heroin and cocaine and stuff like that. This is not... Uh, uh, this was after we had, uh, I mean, the United States had uh, say no to drugs, and people were actually educated and and uh, and taught and had a lot of information how harmful uh, drugs are, illegal drugs. So uh, there was a pushback. So he decided, okay, so he will go first with marijuana. But marijuana, how to do it? Marijuana is also a drug, right? So no, okay. Let's do uh, medical marijuana. What the hell is medical marijuana? So you take the same uh, weed, whatever, grass, and you call it medical, and now people can take it. That's exactly what happened. Uh, marijuana, uh, the cannab there are different cannabinoids in marijuana, and uh, there, are medica there is medication. There are many uh, medicines that have been uh, developed from the cannabinoids, but in the laboratory by pharmaceutical companies, because you cannot smoking marijuana is worse than smoking a cigarette. You actually get uh, worse cases of lung cancer than when you smoke um, uh, smoke a cigarette. So, so, did he think that God wanted to? <laughs> if he thinks he's God, that God would that would be. God's first... Um... No, there, no, I think it's more sinister than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the idea of doping Americans hmm. uh, is helpful because where, where people are not in control of their thinking, of their brain, of their judgment, uh, and, and they get addicted, well, um, wonderful, you can manipulate them. Yes, yes. That's a wonderful way to do it. You know, uh, Aldous Huxley had written about it, Brave New World. Uh, yeah. I, I suggest everybody read it, and they will actually see how many things that are in the book are happening today. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and this, this is really a combination of what Aldous Huxley and, and uh, George Orwell had written, the, the whole agenda, Soros agenda, is a combination. And a few other, and a few other, and these were literary, they were for democracy, but he took the ideas that are, their ideas about how, uh, how they thought uh, a society could be co-opted, corrupted, uh, and, um, and used, uh, and uh, he also used a lot of uh, ideas that, um, he has been using, that Willy Minzenberg, who was uh, uh, a German um, who worked together with Lenin, who wrote a playbook of how to, um, how to use propaganda, what kind of different, uh, uh, different um, forms of propaganda can be used in order to um, brainwash other societies. And uh, he has been uh, he has been really implementing this um, and, and using this. So the idea behind uh, the drug legalization was not okay. So drugs you dope people, fine. But the idea was really to see how you can change laws without actually changing the laws. Mm. 
So if you change, they, they had many polls in, in um, California and in Arizona and then moved to other, other states uh, asking people, well, can, are they interested in, in uh, medical marijuana? And there was a lot of propaganda and celebrities that were also uh, paid to come and, and, uh, and support the idea. And uh, so, and the media, of course, and um, uh, everything was supported with his funding and uh, others have joined. So the idea was to see how here is a society that abhors drug addiction, uh, people deliberately using drugs, and he changed, uh, he managed to change their idea to, to, to look at it more positively. Why? Because it, it was uh, portrayed as, as a medicine. Well, it's not. <laughs> so there, I, I have a lot about how the damage, the damage of actually, the damage that marijuana use is causing is tremendous. And yeah. it's, it's causing genetic damages. And it is absolutely horrendous. Um, so then, so the idea was, okay, so initially it was just to try medical marijuana and uh, in the beginning, not too many states joined, but by now there are only three states in the United States that don't allow any kind of marijuana use. Mm. And the federal government has not changed it yet, although, of course, uh, Mr. Schumer and the Democrats want to legalize it. Uh, want to make it schedule, uh, I mean, to take it out of the dangerous drug list. And also now there are also suggestions to legalize uh, heroin and cocaine and crack. And I mean, uh, isn't there enough violence already? And by the way, using marijuana causes also many people to become violent. And if they have these tendencies initially, some people kind of are lethargic and go to sleep, laugh and, 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 and eat a lot. But many people who have tendencies to for, to, for violence are actually becoming very violent. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, that's... And, and it brings out psychosis, um, particularly yes. people who are genetically predisposed to schizophrenia or manic depressive illness. It brings it out. Absolutely. And it also alters the genetic um, makeup of the people who use it. And so uh, their children will continue to be, uh, will also carry the gene and they will be more, uh, more prone to, uh, afflicted really with this, with this terrible um, disease. Uh, so why it was, well, no, medical marijuana, actually Soros said that marijuana doesn't do any damage. How did he know? And but at the time that he said that, there was, there was not much, but there was enough to show that marijuana is not good for you. Mm-hmm. But, their, but their propaganda was, no, it's good for you. You know, why not? Uh, so um, that, that's how so, uh, laws have started, local, local laws in states had star and regulations started to change because he promoted it and he worked in every state with different organizations to promote the same idea. So slowly but surely now we have, as I said, all states but three that legalized some kind of marijuana, if not everything. Um, 
So uh, that's he used, did he use marijuana himself? Uh, I I don't think he does, but uh, you know I don't know. Uh, I don't think he does. You know he ne- he needs to think clearly. So if you want to think clearly, you don't use the stuff. Right. I would think he wants to be in control all the time. Yeah, so. Absolutely, it's a wonderful way to control other people. Uh, shortly after that, he actually, he actually started in 1995, also um, uh, to work on changing immigration, illegal immigration. And uh, because, um, according to Soros, uh, <coughs> according to Soros, uh, sovereignty is an anachronistic concept. The principle of sovereignty stands in the way of outside intervention in the internal affairs of a nation state. Well, what a wonderful idea. <laughs> we see we see it we see it here. I mean, they you know, there are calls from him and other people uh, saying, well, there are all kinds of violations in the United States. Uh, and so calling for the UN, for example, to uh, supervise the election or to investigate, to investigate human rights violations in the United States uh, and, and doing it in other countries, also to do it in Israel. Um, so this has been, uh, uh, he, he doesn't believe in sovereignty. He thinks that um, the people, and he actually wrote, uh, wrote about this issue saying that, um, uh, this is um, the um, the people's sovereignty. People everywhere. You don't need a government. No, uh, no, not a government. People everywhere will rule themselves, and if they cannot actually work it out, then they can another group like um, the UN or or, or uh, the World Economic Forum or whoever. Uh, or Open Society Foundation will come and intervene and change things. Really, yeah. uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's his idea. Uh, and he has been, uh, you said, what he what he was doing with his money. He he has been doing with his money exactly that. He's trying to uh, uh, really to eliminate and to weaken sovereignty. Uh, so why do we have open borders with Biden? Because um, Biden is following what Soros has been preaching all the time and uh, opening the border. And Soros has been also working in Latin American countries, Central American countries, and uh, for years, having conferences both on drug legalization and promoting it there too, and, and to sell it to the United States, to grow drugs and sell them to the United States. And also to uh, the people should come uh, to the United States. I mean, without without any proper papers, we don't know who they are. And the problem is that we have what 150, 60, 70 countries people coming to the United States. We don't know who they are. They don't have any ID. If they have, we don't know if it's real or not. Uh, many of them are just crossing the border. We don't know how many millions of people have already came to the United States in these two, two and a half years. Many millions. Including terrorists. Including many terrorists and criminals. Many criminals. So when there are all these shootings all of a sudden, 
Nobody is asking the questions. Well, we don't always know who is involved in the violence, right? Like in Chicago over the weekend. Uh, there were kids. Uh, the mayor said, well, they don't have any other way uh, uh, to, to, uh, to celebrate or, or to do something. Uh, so going to, we don't know who are the people, how many of them were actually illegal migrants. We don't know that. Mm. How many illegal migrants are involved in all the violent attacks on the streets of New York and, and Chicago and, and, uh, and, and Dallas and, and I don't know, everywhere in the country? Mm. We don't know. Mm. Also because the, the police, local police, are not telling us. Because the government is saying, oh, no, you shouldn't tell, you know, yes. you shouldn't tell yes. that. So these are very, I mean, the ramifications are horrendous. And the best way to, uh, to uh, destroy a country is by creating chaos. Uh, so this is not, this is not um, I mean, it is not good for America. It is not good for any country uh, uh, to live under these conditions. Uh, this is, if, if the country cannot protect, if the government cannot protect the people, this is really the first thing that, they, that the government uh, uh, is responsible of doing. And there is no law and there is no order. Yes. So uh, that's, that's what he succeeded to do uh, also with working for to advance illegal migration. Um, so he has done many other things. He, he, is, um, he thinks that he is the um, ultimate arbitrator of um, uh, what what his foundation calls the uh, justice initiative so it's social justice it's racial justice it's an envir environmental justice uh, economic justice um uh transgender justice uh you name it okay he he is the ultimate arbitrator and he has been funding all kind of groups uh to to go out and protest and and organize and, and create more division uh, in the country. That's what he has been doing. Well, you know, why don't we stop here? Because I, I when we come back, um, I want to ask you, like, why he's trying to do all of that. What, what, how is this going to help him? Or how is this, or why does he think that this is the, the ideal way to go? Um, but I don't want to, I, I want you to be able to have time to talk about this. So oh, we'll break now. And um, my guest again is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Her book is called The Soros Agenda. So we'll be right back and so stay tuned for more. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. 
Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Her new book is called The Soros Agenda. And she's been giving us a, a good deep dive into the man and his and his agenda. <laughs> and, oh, you'll get, you'll get a much better dive when you read the book. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I know you said like that you didn't analyze him per se, but you must have some idea of what his, I mean, so basically uh, starting with the drugs and and uh, then the immigration, and you'll tell us some more, I'm sure. But and the gist of it is that each of these things are working towards destroying America. But what I don't understand is where does he think he's going to be if he destroys America? Like, why would he want to do that? Well, uh, what does he care? I mean, he's ninety, he's ninety-two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, his birthday is, I think, uh, August 12 or something. Uh, so uh, he is moving on. Uh, you know, he, he, he may outlive both of us. <laughs> um, but um, he certainly initially said that his idea was to only have the foundation, um, uh, not, not to, that the foundation should uh, fold up when, when he does no longer, uh, he's no longer around. But then he changed his mind because he saw that he was very successful in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he actually, uh, on the website and the stories, uh, according to Soros, uh, that he, he had given uh, more than $32 million to, um, $32 billion, I'm sorry, uh, to this organization. But uh, and and Forbes uh, estimates his wealth at uh, six point seven billion today. Uh, but uh, he, God only knows how, how much money he gave because he's uh, there is an international um, group that looks into the 
transparency of different NGOs in the world and in the United States. And uh, according to that group, the Soros, Soros organizations are the least, the, least, the least transparent among all the groups in the United States and the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go figure. Uh, I don't know. And uh, if this $32 billion was, um, uh, was uh, we were told about the $32 billion at least for the last, I don't know, since 1917, 18, since uh, 2017, 18. Uh, and it stayed the same. Well, since then, we know that he had given much more money to the foundation having his source university to different universities and etc which are not in the budget of uh, open society mm-hmm. so he had given even by that measure he had given much more money than they say he did mm-hmm. but we also know that uh, he's he, he's giving and he has given indirectly a lot of money to different organizations and also many people who uh, were graduates of different Soros organizations moved on to work um, or received grants from different Soros organizations, moved on to work in, uh, um, uh, in media, government, uh, different uh, important uh, policy influencing uh, offices and in positions and they continue to have contacts with him so his influence is continuing it's yeah. like i mean if if you walk uh, if you walk on the beach in, in california and if you uh, if you lift one grain of sand uh, and there are uh, who knows millions of <laughs> of grains underneath it's like looking at what you know soros is funding so so excuse me. So he he called his organization um, Open Society open Foundation. Society. So, so what did he? What does he mean by an open society? Well, he says, yeah, he says that he named it initially after what Karl Popper, the philosopher, the Austrian uh, Jewish philosopher, uh, who was who who was teaching at the. Uh, um, London School of Economics, uh, where Soros uh, studied, um, that that philosopher who had written about, coined the phrase open society, no, actually it was another philosopher who did that, but he is known for open society, and so he liked it so much that he decided to call it open society. And initially it was, he was following uh, what the philosopher had termed as open so anti-communist, anti, uh, anti-totalitarian, um, totalitarianism, uh, uh, democracy, but but Soros then actually a couple of years later, because he thinks of himself as a philosopher, that's really what he's uh, he he many times spoke about it. Is he misunderstood? He's not well known because people don't understand what he was saying. Um, well, by now, I think many people should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, he, he decided Popper was actually, uh, Popper didn't understand what open society is. He saw us actually is much more pragmatic, he's much more realistic, and he knows what open society is. And so open society, according to Soros, is what we have now in the United States, or we are on the way 
Uh, the Biden administration wants to uh, bring us there with globalization, uh, with the green agenda, with shutting up our, our, our free speech uh, from um, all kinds of, uh, from uh, changing uh, uh, our, our sex. I mean, from all kinds of things which are really um, unnatural and abomination, if you want, of anything right. global. Anything, go, anything goes. Like an open society is like anything goes. Chaos. Really. No. Well, no. Open society, not according to, uh, uh, according to uh, his mentor, uh, according to Popper, was not anything goes. And there was nothing about... Um, any racial justice and social justice and, and, and uh, environmental justice and all this crap that we are hearing from, pardon my French. Yeah. Uh, so this is a progressive. This is really more in, in line with um, um, maybe his fantasies of being God, but this is really of, uh, it, this is against Judeo-Christian values. Uh, this is against uh, the Constitution. And by the way, he also had written about how he thinks the Constitution. He said that the, uh, our founding fathers really were very naive. They didn't understand anything. He knows better how to, and he wrote what he thinks about how, <coughs> how the Constitution should be amended, okay? Yeah. So, um, and he's not, he, 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 he didn't try to, uh, lobby Congress to change these things, but he managed to get many people elected that are trying to do it, like packing the courts and stuff like that. Yes, and I was going to ask you, wasn't he behind Obama? Absolutely was behind Obama. Uh, he funded Obama. He, he, he got uh, into, because when he came here and he started doing this stuff, he came actually after the, uh, uh, when he opened the Open Society Institute, he, um, uh, Clinton was in charge, and so he became so popular in the State Department because he, at the time, he was not really working much in the United States. A bit later, he started working about drug legalization and, and uh, illegal migration. What he did first was uh, working on um, uh, supposedly helping the former Soviet uh, republics uh, to um, to uh, uh, um, bring them into um, um, normal uh, whatever uh, 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 democratic uh, develop them into a democratic uh, countries. Um, he he did uh, help uh, initially. Uh, he gave um, uh, he gave money to buy milk to to schools, so the children in schools in Budapest or whatever in Hungary can can have uh, healthy milk. Uh, he gave some faxes and um, and some a few computers to um, uh, libraries to universities uh, so that they can start working. But this was in the early days. Later, and before that, uh, Soros actually helped uh, uh, Young. His first uh, foundation was actually in, um, uh, in Budapest, in Hungary, in 1984. And he started, uh, this was after South, uh, he left South Africa. Uh, and he actually helped, uh, he worked with the communist regime in Hungary, uh, choosing people uh, that he thought would be 
leaders in their community and he gave them uh, grants and he funded their um, uh, education in foreign universities in, in England or Germany or in the United States. So, for example, Viktor Orban, uh, whom he's, he thinks is his biggest enemy or something, um, he hates him and he defames him all the time. Um, he, uh, he, he was in a grant, he received a grant to study in Oxford uh, in the UK. And, but, and, and there were other Hungarians too. But what happened, and this is what the Hungarians are telling, told me, that uh, initially uh, Soros, before the fall of the Soviet Union, Soros spoke about, praised capitalism. Mm. This was really the thing to do. Uh, but as soon as, this, uh, well, shortly after the Soviet Union um, fell, uh, and uh, I mean, very naive Americans thought that uh, um, this is the end of history and now communism is gone, uh, Soros started talking about against capitalism. Sure, sure. He actually, so they said, well, wait, wait a minute, this is what we were waiting for. So. Um, uh, this is why people actually left um, uh, Orban, for example, in Hungary. Um, well, I hate to others. interrupt you, but we only have two minutes left. And I just want to, to yeah. sort of um, to ask you, so his, um, his having supported Obama for president and yeah. Obama currently, you know, being uh, the, the leader of the White House, I mean, Biden is, is Obama's puppet. Um, that is how, so basically we are, they are Soros, you know, they are continuing. Yeah, Soros no, they are, they are ab absolutely implementing, not only that, many people who work in the Biden administration in top level positions uh, are linked to Soros. Yes, yes. This so is so they are graduate of the Soros uh, ideological, um, uh, different organizations, uh, international, local, etc. And and so, yeah, this is really the implementation of the Soros agenda, if you want. Exactly. And even though he's 92 and we don't, you know, he's heading towards the end of his life in any case, but he has children. And there was just reports recently yeah. about um, one but, of his children who, who but, was the out. Yes, they're they're friends with the we people. don't know we don't know i mean 14 they, they know about 14 times do you know how many people how, how many times these people are meeting socially you don't right. okay right. and so there are many other groups you don't know how you don't know the extent of the influence if if uh, he was in the white house 14 times I'm sure that he was, uh, the links between him and the social links yeah. um, are much, much wider. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's representing his father. Uh, his father is still the, is still the, uh, the brain behind all this. Yes. Well, that's why people should buy your book to understand even more about what Soros has in mind so that we Absolutely. can to stop this from happening um, because because the end, you know, and people should, you know, I read, uh, as I'm sure you did, uh, you know, uh, um, Orwell's books, Animal Farm and all his other books, and Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, you were mentioning these. Uh, we read that in high school. And um, everybody you know, should reread it. Everybody yes, should I, mean, like, it. I think that people today aren't reading those kinds of things. There, oh. you know, There's all this. They should, other they, stuff. Should, 
They should buy my book, read what I have written, and follow the references in the book. Yes. There, are, yes. there are more references in this book than actually, there are actually text. <laughs> so uh -huh. there is a lot yes. of information there. Yes, and pe so if people read those books, you know, Brave New World and Animal Farm and all of those, um, they would know, they would really understand where we're heading and how important it is to stop it. Well, Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld, thank you so much. Again, the book is called The Soros Agenda. Thank you so much for being a guest on Dr. Carol's Couch. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And thank I you for having me. You're very welcome. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.